Hey guys, David here and welcome back to another episode. Today, as it's a Monday, it means it's a special guest interview. And today we have Stuart McKenzie. Now you might have heard that name before simply because Stuart was on a couple of months back. When we did the FitPro Early Gen Tour, we met up with Stuart in Liverpool. We did an interview then and he was one of our first ever guests. So we've waited a few months and we've invited him back on. So what he's gonna talk about today is some of the stuff that you might have heard before. But it's so, so, so important that we get it right. Because if you can nail your sales and get good at communicating and talking to people on the phone or during consultations, not only are you gonna be making more sales, but you're gonna be making more profit in the long run. So I don't wanna spoil the episode any more of you. I'm gonna stop talking now and let you dive straight into that episode. But before I do, if you're new to the channel, don't forget you can always click that big red button below to subscribe and make sure you never miss another episode. Anyway, let's dive straight into this week's guest interview. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. This week, we have a returning guest. Must have been, I don't know, a good few weeks ago now, maybe a couple of months ago since you were last on, I think. Yeah, beginning of the year, I think. Was it? Yeah, but so many people keep bringing up the same question. They're struggling with sales, they're struggling with sales. They're following the guidance or the stuff I'm giving them on generating leads, but then they just can't make the sales. So what we want to try and do today is Stuart's going to let basically give us all the kind of top tips, the things that he doesn't really want to share with us as much as possible. Uh, but before we do that, um, how did you first get started in the fitness industry? Um, in the fitness industry, it was one of them where um, I'd done the whole thing of I got qualified and jumped in a jumped in a commercial gym and just assumed that I was I think I think it was eighteen at the time. I assumed that just because you have personal training on your back that everybody's going to walk over to you with with cash in hand to to kind of pay you for sessions. And I found out very quickly that doesn't doesn't really ha- doesn't really work like that. Um, so I got out of it. I had to get out of it for, for a couple of years to, to go and do something that, that paid the bills. I eventually got back into it once I saved a bunch of money up in a pure gym in Warrington. Did very, very well. Didn't like management. So me and a business partner just opened a gym up with a credit card and it kind of just spiraled from there. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we had a, t- a tiny gym with no equipment, maxed out as many credit cards as we could just to stay open and whatever else. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you're aware of what it takes to run a gym. Um, we then expanded into a bigger gym when we couldn't afford to. Um, and we just kept growing and we did, we did, we did okay, but it was one of those things where you've got overheads and we, we weren't business people. We were just personal trainers that had credit cards, literally, literally just PTs with credit cards. That's all we were. Um, so we did okay. Went through all that. I got to a, a point where I just wasn't, it wasn't for me anymore. I, could, I couldn't physically keep up with the travel, the stress, the gym, everything else. So I, I kind of got out of that. Um, started doing coaching out of uh, another gym, uh, went into online coaching and just kind of went full circle and back in the commercial gym again. So my route into the fitness industry is probably quite similar to a lot of people where I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was about to leave school. My options were parents telling me that I had to go into the police, the army or something very, very safe and secure. Whereas I didn't want to do anything. I certainly didn't want to go to university, but I liked going to the gym and I noticed people were training people. So I thought, well, yeah, I might as well go and do that. That's something that looks good. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I, that's how I did it. So, um, really, really simple, really, really basic. Got into PT through seeing other PTs. Went down the route of owning the gym. Got out of that um, a few years later, and then yeah, just 
the, the usual online coaching and, and commercial gym PT as well. So how, how did you then transition from going from PT to online to now becoming some sort of sales machine? What was that transition or what was it that made you want to do that jump? I think, to be honest, I think for a long time, I was trying to find a way to get out of coaching because I, I didn't, I did not enjoy it anymore. I didn't enjoy the process of um, creating training programs and getting people results. Like when I was training people in person, I was only enjoying 10 and up and having a laugh with my clients. When it came to uh, creating the, the the training programs, I was, I was, you know, near, I got to a point where I was giving people like near enough the exact same program to everyone. So I kind of felt like a bit of a fraud um, in doing that. And I knew I needed to do something else but I didn't know what that was because I've got no qualifications in anything other than being a personal trainer. So I thought I have to make this work. Otherwise I'm screwed. So it was like during a bit of like soul searching periods of time where I was like applying for other jobs, applying for things that I knew I didn't want to do. I applied to be a postman. I applied uh, to sell coffee machines in, in a curries and all these kind of things. And it got to the point where I was thinking, right, what is the only part of the day that I enjoy doing? And it was the creating the content and it was taking people's money. I know that sounds a bit harsh, but yeah. it was the, the thrill of the sale. That, that, that's the part that I enjoyed. Knowing that me and you could have this conversation, I could direct you to a point where you trusted me and felt, oh my God, this is the result that I want. Here's my money. That, that's just the part that gave me the thrill. And I knew I was good at it. Um, or I knew I was okay at it. But with my own stuff, I knew I was okay at my own stuff you have an emotional attachment to your own stuff and whatever else. And I was heavily invested in, I needed to make sales because I'd never done great. I'd always done okay as a, as a coach, you know, with like income, whatever else. So, um, so yeah, and it got to the point where I was, I was in a, when the transition happened, I was in a commercial gym, wiping down treadmills thinking, nah, <laughs> this is a uh, final straw. I, I honestly, could see myself being depressed if it carried on, like my life was just going to be over if I carried on. Um, so I saw a post, I saw someone posting about, can anyone do sales calls? And I knew him personally anyway, because he's in some of the groups that I'm in. Just sent him a voice note and said, listen, get me on these calls as fast as you can. I'll do it. And it just, it just spiraled from there. Yeah. I, I was closing, I was closing everybody. Um, he referred me on to someone else. I was closing everybody or near enough everybody. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is me. I was waking up every day excited to like go and do my job. Do you know what I mean? I was spending all of my shift hours in the back staff room and the manager wasn't there doing sales calls. So I was like, you know what? This is it. This is the transition now. Um, I'm, I'm done. I'm not a PT anymore. So uh, that, yeah. That, that part is just key. Anybody that's actually watching this, whether you're brand new to the industry or you've been in the industry for a long time, if you're not enjoying it, you have to be really honest with yourself. If you're not enjoying yeah. the job, maybe the personal training industry isn't for you. Maybe there is another part of the industry that you would enjoy mm. much more, or there's a completely different industry that you'd enjoy even better, but don't be doing something because you feel like you're forced to do it or you've put all your money into it. And it just yeah. isn't like you find the things you enjoy doing. Yeah. Take, take ego out of it. I, I literally held on to being a coach for so long because of my ego. I thought that, you know, if I walked down the street and people, you know, asked me what I did, if I said I wasn't a personal trainer anymore, I thought people would be like, oh God, he's a failure. Uh, look, look at the state of him. He's not a pe There's so many different things inside of the fitness industry that you could be good at, whether it's 
actually, are you quite good at creating content? Could you create content for other people? Could you generate leads for people? Um, could you do sales? You know, all these different types. There's, there's, there's a million things you could do inside of the. Maybe you could help personal trainers with their. You know, maybe you could be a coach under another online coach because the stress has gone for you now. You, you know what I mean? There's so many different elements in the, in the industry that you can well, take on. The biggest one: stop being that self-employed person if you don't enjoy yeah. every aspect of it. Go and work for somebody. They're going to pay you that decent wage. You're going to have all your holidays, yeah. all your pension taken care of. You'll probably have a decent set of clients you have to look after. And you're not stressed yeah. by doing sales calls, generating leads, everything else that comes into it. So yeah. we've now established you've gone from one to the other, and now you've got you've really enjoyed sales. At what point then did you start to you felt stop? Let's stop working for this guy doing his sales, and let's launch my own sales business. So it was one of them where, so I, again, I, I was technically like still self-employed. I wasn't hired. It was just, you know, 25 quid a pop for, you know, every seller mail, seller mail, just give me 25 quid. Um, so it got to the point where I was doing calls for him and I was doing calls for another person. And I had more people asking me, oh, what's this thing you're doing? I've heard you're doing this thing. You know, could, is that something you could do for me? And I was at the point where I was doing like anywhere between eight and 12 calls a day. So I was like, I'm earning a couple of hundred quid a day. I know I could earn more and I know people have higher priced services, but now I'm in a position where these guys who are currently having me do their calls, I know that they need me more than I technically need them because I can go out and get another client. Yeah. So I was like, I, I need to turn this into a business. Like I don't want people just to, you know, if he, if he increases his, his ad spend over there, well, I can't do the calls for him now. So now, my reputation screwed there. So do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was, I was at, I was at a, a crucial point where I was like, Oh my God, something's good happening. I need something. I, I just need to do something. So I basically said to them, said, listen, I could probably open up quite a few more time slots. If I completely leave the gym, if I just walk away from the gym tomorrow, which I did, I will, I will just tell them I'm not coming back in. Meaning I've got four or five more slots per day for you, but that's going to mean I need to now start charging. Uh, like a retainer if you want me to do your course you have to pay me almost for the privilege of time do you know what i mean if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. because i knew that if I, I could have just walked away and they could have been screwed i'm not like that i wouldn't have done that but that's the type of scenario they knew they needed to keep hold of me so i was like right okay cool if the both of you can pay me this retainer more calls they just did it 20 minutes later i was i was, I was in i knew i had a business then i knew i had or i had the starts of something that could become a business yeah. um and then from there more and more people were saying could you do these calls could you do these calls could you do these calls and i just said yes to everybody shit my pants a little bit and then just hired a bunch of people in that i knew could do sales calls i was like can you do sales calls do you want to do sales calls here's some sales calls yeah. i'll pay you and it just spiraled from there so over time you know everything's now like a little bit more legit rather than just this being passed over here there and ever it's a lot more it's a lot more of an actual thing now, but yeah, it's it, it came from that thing. It's just kind of spiraling out of control in a good way. Um, and me just having to deal with, deal with what was happening. Just, just fast, fast action during those times. Again, the, there's, there's two lessons there that you said that anybody can relate to the first one being, if you're just be the best you can possibly be at that one thing, and that will generate you loads of referrals. 
you would 100%. do those sales for one person, sales for somebody else, and more people asking you to do sales for you. So when you're good at one thing, people will come to you. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I was going to say was don't don't let people dictate how much you get paid or how much you deserve to charge for your services. Be in control of those prices. So you might see your competition charging £15, £10 for a PT session. You think, bloody hell, that's maybe what I need to charge. You work on what you want to get paid yeah. and stick with that, yeah? I, I had that in the early stages because people were going, uh, you know, how much is it? What is it? How do you do it? And I tell them my prices and my fees and they'd go, oh, well, I, you know, can, can we not just pay you by the hour? Because I was speaking to such and such about, you know, I was like, well, if you want them, go, go and pay them by the hour. Um, but you're getting a call centre. If you want, if you want a coach to sell your services, this is how it is going to be. Yeah. It was just as blunt as, that's fine. Go and pay by the hour. But if you want the quality and if you want the results that we're currently getting inside of your business, this is this is what you will have to pay. And I wouldn't budge on it. I still get it now where people are like, oh, can you can, can we do this over the commission instead? I'm like, nah, <laughs> no. It's just a blunt straight answer of no. Not yeah. that you have to be blunt with people who are trying to lose weight and all that kind of stuff, but it's just the premise of, Charge what you want to charge because you believe you're worth it. But also remember you're exchanging your time for it and your time's valuable. So just because, you're you know, Steve valuable. over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if Steve's charging 20 quid and you're charging 30 quid, you value your time a little bit more than what Steve does. And that's fine. That's okay for Steve and you. Charge, charge what you want to charge. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. Okay. So before we actually jump into sales itself, what kind yeah. of few tips have you got on lead generation because that's technically all we do here is generate leads for fitness businesses from websites to social media to facebook ads you've been in the you've been a fit pro owner of your own fitness business what tips can you give to people on generating leads first to be honest i think the biggest one and it kind of links into sales as well you know the reason why i was able to grow my thing so fast is just solve a problem solve a very specific problem for a very specific person in a very specific time frame, if you can get that message across, you're going to gain a bunch of interest very, very quickly. Um, you know, whether that's through Facebook ads, organic stuff, you know, whatever, solve a problem that people want solving. It's not good enough to be on the weight loss coach. Everybody wants to lose, everybody in the world wants to lose weight. Do you know what I mean? Everybody in the UK always thinks, could probably do losing a few pounds. Find me one person that doesn't think that or doesn't think they want to improve their physique somehow. So solve and an solve a very specific problem and you will bring, you will draw people's attention towards that problem that, that want that solved, if that makes sense. Mate, that is the key thing, especially to new people. They've just qualified. Let's work with my aunt. She's six, seven, four kids, just divorced. And I've got a mate, 17, but it's going to be for holiday. You can't work with, that wider range of people you have to really fine tune and then you you get load of clients the wider your audience is the less clients it seems weird yeah it really does seem weird the wider net is the less clients you have narrower narrower your net is the more clients you will attract yeah yeah it's one of them like it's it's you know when you first get qualified then okay cool if you're in a commercial gym yeah sort of work with as many different people as you can but that's to kind of find your feet with who you enjoy working with when you, you know, if you're working with a 45 year old fella here and a 26 year old woman there um, and, a, and a 65 year old male over there, like if you realize that you get better results and you have a better rapport with one, with one client, 
mimic them with everybody now that you want to work with. That's the person I want to work with. That's who I'm going to push for because otherwise you can spend five, 10 years working with everybody. And there's loads of PTs that do, they'll do 40 or 50 sessions per week and, and, you know, earn whatever money they want to earn, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which is great. But you've actually probably just prevented yourself from huge growth over the time period that you've done that. You, you've limited, just you've capped yourself completely instead of just focusing on one major niche and then maybe a couple of sub yeah. sub niches alongside, you know, just because you say I work with men, doesn't mean you couldn't train a woman. Yeah. As long as they fit your bill, do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, you, you, you'll have capped yourself. You work with such a wide person, wide variety of people. I can guarantee like you had in that situation, there's going to be a couple of those clients you think, oh no, it's perving at three o'clock today. Oh no, it's him again. Yeah, yeah. So just find the people you enjoy working with and just, just in, enjoy the job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had to do it with, with some of my sales stuff in the early stages. Um, some, some of that we both know. Um, I just had to, you, you just have to end it sometimes because they're not your ideal client. You know, uh, I'm getting messages at 4 a.m. asking about <laughs> what sales I've made. And it's like, I tell you what, how about you just go away? Like, this is just isn't the thing anymore. You aren't, you don't fit my ideal client. I'm not prepared to, I'm not prepared to, you know, sell my time for that. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like no amount of money can get me out of bed for a, for a knobhead. So you're going to have to go. So, so, I mean, they're not the words that I use, but do you know what I mean? The, the kind of work with who you want to work with, because it's your business. At the end of the day, your, your business is going to live and die by the results that you get people. Yeah. So make sure that they're the best, not perfect, but the best fit possible for you as a coach to be able to work with. I was speaking to somebody the other day about it and um, she keeps her clients quite well. And when they stay, they stay for a long time. Yeah. But she's been taking a load of new people on who go in and straight back out again, in and straight back out. And she's struggling. And I just said, your issue is you're just taking on the wrong type of clients. You just yeah, send yeah. wrong messages to the wrong people, the people you don't want. And they're taking you up on the message. Your message has to be, you have to know your audience and then you can write the right messages to those people. 100%. And it's, we all think, I think we all think um, short term as well, um, which is kind of, maybe there is some irony in there because what, what I do is all short-term sales. You know, I'm getting as many people through the door for this company as possible. But you shouldn't always just take people on for the money and, and the, you know, the, the revenue because down the line, if you're taking on a bunch of these new clients, new clients, new clients, and some of them are just straight up leaving, well, they're not very good brand ambassadors. So there's a few people that you've not been able to show off and shout about that probably haven't given you any referrals, which again, in the long run, may have just capped your income or, or made you hit a ceiling because instead of having you know 20 solid ideal client perfect things who bring in two or three people each who are just like them you've had 50 people where 40 of them left your business anyway yeah so yeah. Massive. okay so before we dive into chasing leads via phone calls and stuff like that and running ads to generate these leads you're quite good on your social media channel your clients are shouting about you and you're getting a lot of inbox inquiries yeah yeah how would we best deal with inbox inquiries to make these turn them from a lead or an inbox inquiry to an actual set so for me personally right now when someone drops me a message it'll usually say because i have the um, the sprint and then the sales they'll normally say what ask me what exactly is it that i do i've seen a few things you know blah blah blah, blah. Um, i've got this problem 
is that something that you can help with? So it's a little bit similar to like, you know, someone going, oh, I'm trying to lose weight and I've seen a few of your posts. I would normally ask them, um, you know, thanks for the message. How much of, how much of me do you know? How much of me do you know? What, how much of me have you seen type of thing? Just so I know where they're at. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I'll see my content as almost like a funnel. What part of the funnel have they come into? If they followed me for like a few days and I'm at the point where I'm trying to launch a new intake, have they come to me at the very end of the funnel and they haven't seen all the, the stuff prior? For me, that means that either I'll then know how to direct this conversation. If I know they've seen a, a shed load of stuff from me, it's going to be very easy to say, um, you know, thanks for the message. Um, you know, how much have you seen from me? What have, what do you know? Yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, the best thing for us to do to find out if I can actually help you is have a conversation um, to see if what you need is is what I do. So when's the best time to give you a call today or tomorrow? And I'll be very, very blunt about when's the best time today or tomorrow, not when's a good time for you. Hmm. When's a good time for you today or tomorrow? I want specifics. I want to know when. Get them on a call, speak to them, you know, go through the, the usual kind of thing. Um, if they've not seen or heard much from me at all, I'll engage in like a little bit of a back and forth in the inbox. Two or three questions max, but I'll make sure they're very, very specific so that it gives me enough to kind of say, this would be better if we were to hop on a call and have a conversation about it. You've given me quite a lot of information there. Thank you very much. Um, but it's going to be better if we have a, have a chat about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think sometimes too many people, so you'll message me and I'll go, oh, that's great. Let's hop on a call. Let's have a chat about it and see if the program's good for you. You've only just dropped me a message. Let's kind of warm it up a little bit. Let's, let's juice it up a little bit first. Um, and it can only be a, a simple case of oh, just, just give me a brief description of exactly what it is that you need help with right now. And they'll tell you diet, motivation, time, this, this, that, and that. That's too much for you to then solve a problem over message. Like that's just common sense. You can't, without creating an essay, which they don't want to read, you, just, you can just thank them for the message and the information they've given you. So the, the next best thing for us to do is to actually discuss that in a little bit more detail. You've given me lots of info. Thank you very much. So um, it's going to be best if we have a chat about it. When's a good time um, today or tomorrow? Just to get them on the phone. You, you've, you've, you've started the conversation. The barriers come down a little bit. Let's hop on the phone. Let's have a chat. Let's go yeah. through it. And if it's a new person, then you've had that back and forth a few times and you've booked the call in for later on today, would you say, go and read this post or go and check this thing out or go and read this first? Definitely. I think like more and more now, I like to have people, I like people to have as much information or at least, at least as much of an insight into you as possible before they actually get on the phone. It's not a necessity, but let's say, for example, you've got the call booked in. You could just say, you know, look forward to having a chat with you later on then. Have a little look at this client testimonial or something like that, just something to build that little bit more of trust. Yeah. It's not something you have to do, mm. but it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the people watching this then and the people are dropping you an inbox and you're having this back and forward conversation like Stuart just talked about and they've maybe said they're a mother of two go and find some sort of testimony you have that's very similar to their situation and you can say oh you know what I've got someone similar to that go and read about this person so they can relate to that person 100%. That, that, that testimonial that post or whatever has almost converted them ready for the call yeah? 100% they're, they're seeing someone similar to themselves. They're seeing themselves in the thing that they are watching. 
Um, like one thing I'm trying to get a lot of my people to do, my people, my guys to do, my coaches, whatever, um, is a lot of interview, is a lot of client interviews because it sets people up to see themselves before they speak to you. So if you can interview your clients, um, 10 or 15 minute interview where it's like, um, let's have a little chat. So like this, now get on Zoom, get on FaceTime, whatever, doesn't matter, just get it recorded. Um, tell me how you felt six months ago, what struggles, what problems are you having, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now tell me about how you feel now. Uh, it's, not even, it's not even like a testimony about you and your services. It's an interview about how they felt previously and how they feel now. Yeah. You're separating, you're separating current state and desired state which is something that we'll dive into with the sales stuff um so they're already seeing and hearing things that they've never really said out loud you know they they so they what you know you've, you've sent this video and they're watching a, a 10 minute interview try and break it down and send them a couple of clips whatever that's going a little bit too deep into it but like you said there give them something that they can relate to you know find clients that sound a lot like what this person is and just put it in front of them, get them to watch it, and it'll help. It will help massively because you can create have that as a conversation in the sales conversation as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is kind of like a non-paid ads. Now we're running ads. We're sending people to a landing page or an application form. They're giving you their details. We're phoning them up, and maybe this is to book them in for a consultation before we actually make the sale. Is there much of a distance between booking people in for a consultation and actually making a sale on a phone call, or is it roughly the same type of conversation you'd have? What do you mean for that? Sorry, say that again. You've run a Facebook ad, and let's say one business is booking people in for consultations like we do. We book people in for okay. consultations at the gym, so you have one phone call there. Or because of what's going on, you might do the sale over the phone. Are those two conversations different or are they roughly the same? Um, to be honest, for the consultation one, you kind of just, you, you, at that point, you are trying to find out very quickly if they are a good fit for what you do. You don't have to go into too much detail, but you're also trying to get them to commit to showing up if it's consultations like you mentioned where it, it's, they've got to go to a, a, a physical place. Um, it would be a case of you're setting the agenda would simply be a case of, the reason why the reason for this call is to ask you a series of questions to find out what it is that you're struggling with, what it is you want to achieve, and whether you would be a good fit for what it is that we do. If that's the case, the next step will be for me to book you in for a consultation where you'll turn up to the gym, we'll go through this, XYZ, XYZ. Um, if we get to that point, I may ask you for a refundable deposit. Things like that may just make things a little bit easier to fish short rate or whatever. We are basically just saying that this conversation is for you to almost sell it to me that I should book you in for a concert to give you the opportunity to potentially come and work with us. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then obviously with the sales conversation, you go into a lot more detail. That consultation call, 10 minutes max, 10, 15 minutes, absolute maximum. There's no selling to be done. It's almost like an interview for them to for you to say, yeah, okay, cool. You can come in. We'll, we'll book you in. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then you obviously the sales, a full on sales conversation will just be a lot more in depth. So my sister is doing Stuart Sprint course at the minute and um, she tends to book people in to come into the gym and have our conversations here. Something she was telling me, which Stuart just mentioned just a little bit then was taking deposits what is the purpose of taking deposits for the people that are watching? 
I mean, to be fair, you kind of get to thin the herd quickly. And that's a very vital role in sales. Thin the herd as quickly as possible. If they're not committed, get rid. <laughs> like, it's as simple as that. As, as a coach, if you're booking in, for, say, for example, with your gym, if you're getting 20 or 30 consultations booked in per week, that's a huge time and energy commitment on your behalf. So if, you know, if you're getting a 50% short rate, then that's a pain in the arse. That, that's a real negative effect. Um, there's other reasons why you would have a better short rate, you know, all the follow-ups that you can do um, once they've booked in and yada, yada, yada. But I always find that a deposit is a good way of finding out if people are going to um, actually show up or not. They, even if it's a tenner, like £10 deposit is is simple. If they're not willing to put a £10 deposit, I'm going to assume that they're not going to show up. And if they did, they also might not pay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So one of the ways that I like to kind of frame the deposit um, is the start you'll say you know if we, if we get you onto the consultation um, it'll involve um, a, ref, uh, a you know a re refundable deposit when it gets to the point of that part you say right, okay perfect so I think it'd be great to get you into the gym um, as I mentioned previously it will come with a refundable deposit it's £10 you can either have when you arrive to the consultation whether you join our program or not you have the option to have that refunded or have it as a charitable donation just something like that, you know, make them feel better about having a great session and then, you know, putting it to charity, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just frame it. You are telling them why you take that deposit. And we do it this way. The reason why we do that is we want to make sure that, uh, firstly, you show up for the consultation. We only have a certain amount of spaces per week. Um, so, yeah, we just want a level of commitment from everyone. We're committing to you. You commit to us. Job done. Yeah, and it, massive, it massively reduces time wasters because if they're not willing to put that £10 down, they're not likely to turn up anyway. And the other thing that it's done, and we've done this a few times, is, oh, I forgot my card at home. And we're like, oh, don't worry, you paid your deposit. We can just charge that card. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. It's 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 simple things like that. You know, that's fine. We've got your details anyway. Um, we'll we'll process that. Our end, take the ten pound off. Um, job done. Let's yeah. crack on. Simple okay. Like that. So we're now making sales on the phone or we're just sat down with them in general, having a conversation to make that sale. How, yeah. how do we, do we start a conversation in a particular way or is it just dive straight in and ask a few questions? So it's always good to kind of break the ice and just have a little bit of small talk because we're all human. We're all just having conversations with people. So um, find ways that you like to um, start a conversation normally with my, because it's all over the phone. It's, Hey, is that such and such? It's Stu here from such and such. Um, how's your day been? Yeah, busy. You know, been up too much. Doing anything crazy at the weekend? Um, work been busy. Little things like that. Yeah. You know, whatever. You you could even like, you could even add a few little awkward ones in there that lower the barriers. What you know? Hey, it's Stewie from such and such. Um, you know, what? How's your day been? Yeah, all good. What What do you do for fun then? Like that's a weird one. Nobody asks. Nobody asks that question. Yeah. You know, when you meet when you meet a friend or someone that you haven't seen for a while, they'll go, "How's work? How's work been?" And no one asks you what, what you're doing for fun these days. That's like instantly a nice conversation to have straight off the bat. What do you do for fun these days? Oh, um, well, you know, I like going to film, you know, the movie. Like it just starts like a different, it, it starts on a different foot. It's a positive way to start a conversation because sometimes, or the majority of the time, how's your day been? <sighs> Hectic, busy, stressful. Or how's work been? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's a nightmare, you know, it's really stressed out, really stressed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. What do you do for fun? what would you like to do for, you know little things like that it just starts on a positive um and then from there 
you know, once you've had a little bit of small talk, again, just, like, cool. but just before you go on, that is key because when people come into the gym or they're expecting this phone call, this sales call that they've booked into, a lot of them are, are scared. Yeah, yeah. Walking in the gym and they're nervous, they're shaking, they may be sat in the car for 20 minutes before they even turned up. If you can relax them, make it a positive start, like you say, what do you do for fun? It's like, oh, okay, I didn't think about it. Let me, oh, okay. And, and then they just feel more relaxed. When someone's yeah. relaxed, they're more open to give you what we, what you're probably going to next. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And find some middle ground as well. See if you've got any similarities with them, any common ground, you know, if they're into sports or something, um, you know, find out the sport. If if you're into football and they're into football, what team sport, you know, really simple things like that. Um, if they've got kids, ask them about the kids. You know, if you've got a niece or a nephew or whatever, you know, similar, like just find, find common ground. It's, it's, it's crucial. Um, mm. they want they don't want to feel as though they're talking to a stranger they want to feel like they're talking to somebody they know so just let them relax chill them out find some common ground and then uh. it's very easy to transition to the next part and what is the next part then it's going back you know okay cool what we'll do is we'll dive straight into it if that's okay um the reason why we're on this call if it's a phone call or the reason why we're having this consultation um is we're looking to find out whether, you know, we're looking to go through exactly what it is that you're trying to achieve and what you're struggling with. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I just want you to answer them as honestly and as openly as possible, giving me, mm. giving me as much information so that I can then determine whether that one, you're a good fit for what we do and ultimately give you an opportunity to enroll onto the program at the end of this call, at the end of this consultation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no What's question. There's no, it, that's, that's, sorry, go on. What's the purpose of being so upfront, telling them the outcome? Is it because a lot of people go in trying to be sneaky about making the sale where you're going yeah. straight in. At the end, if you're a good fit, I am going to sell to you. What difference does that make yeah. to a sales conversation? Massively, massively, because people aren't stupid. Um, they're, they're, they're not dumb. They know they're there for a reason. They've inquired to want to work with you and they know there's going to be something to buy at some point. So if you go in and try and be all a little bit sneaky and then we've let them bring their barriers down because they don't believe they're going to be sold to when it then pops up that you're trying to sell it's a bit they've, they've been caught off guard then it's not it doesn't it's it, it's a bit sneaky you've, you've slipped yeah. in a sale in the back door do you know what i mean um so it, it, it's one of those where you are you're being very transparent people appreciate you being honest but again it gives you the opportunity to thin the head if needed because if they crop up and go, oh, I didn't realize this was paid. I thought it was free. You've already told me there's going to be something to buy. I thought it was free. Uh, oh, God. Um, you could say, okay, well, you know, apologies for you thinking that it's free. But no, it will be a paid program. Is that going to be a problem for you at all? Are you, are you ready to invest in the program if it's a good fit? And then you can have that conversation. If they say, oh, you know, I've got no money, yada, yada, yada. You say, okay, cool. You've got no money. That's not a problem. Here's a free resource. I'll catch up with you in four weeks. Yeah. see how you're getting on just rebook them in whatever just just move on you don't want to spend an hour with someone or, or 45 minutes or 30 minutes with someone who ultimately was never going to pay and it's harsh it might seem harsh you just want to get them out the door but at the same time you might have somebody in your inbox wanting to chat to you who is ready to pay so and it might sound harsh just to get them straight out the door if they're not going to pay but you have 100%. to have your own mind a load of no's during sales consultation can put a yeah. mark down on everything and to be honest, they'll be 
they'll be happy to quickly get out the door. If they realize that there is something to buy and they've got no intention to pay, they will not want to hang around anyway because people people are awkward. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, yeah, you know, it's a paid program. Um, you know, is that going to be a problem? Once you've distinguished that it is a problem and they're not going to pay, just say, oh, cool. Well, what we'll do is we can end the consultation now or we can end the call now um, and I will email you a free resource that you can follow, get some great results from and let's reschedule um, for, let's say, three or four weeks' time. Is that good with you? Yeah, cool. No worries. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. Just a polite way of telling them to go, like, to get yeah, out. Yeah. Um, and that's what you are doing. We're, we're dealing with humans. Yeah, yeah. So we've broke the ice. We've uh, told them that we're going to have a chat, and if they're a good fit, we'll potentially sell to them. Is there maybe two or three key questions you have to ask during the sales consultation? So, yeah, so the kind of – it's all broken down into, into different things where – and this works for face-to-face as well, as well as a phone call, but it's a case of saying, okay, well, what, what exactly was it that motivated you to be here today or to be on this call today? That's just going to help you get a brief, <clears throat> a brief sort of, it starts it off. It gives you some information. It's going to be quite vague. They're going to tell you, oh, you know, I've been struggling with, um, <clears throat> I've been struggling with a bit of, a bit of this for a while and I want to lose a little bit of weight and I saw your advert and, um, I know a couple of people who were here as well. And, um, you know, I just thought it was about time to kind of um, get make a start. You can find u- some useful bits of information in, in what they've said, you know, about why, they, why they're motivated here. Don't respond to anything that they've said. Don't even reflect back on anything that they've said at this point. Just say, okay, cool, that's perfect. Thank you very much. Um, so just talk to me about it then. What exactly is it that you're struggling with right now? And this is where you'll dive into the real kind of juice, the real stuff that you need. Mm. Um and they will probably be quite vague with what they say. So what you're struggling with right now, oh, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I need to lose a few stone or whatever else or whatever else. Everything that they give you, do not respond back to what it is. Don't even give it their, yeah, 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 ah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. None of that. Just keep your mouth shut and let them speak. They've got thoughts going through their mind that they've never said out loud before, certainly not to a stranger. So let them, let, let the words come out. Anytime that they finish, you just simply reply with, can you just expand on that for me a little bit, please? Until you're happy with the response that they give. This is where you really need information because we're trying to, we're trying to diagnose their current state. Where are they right now? What yeah. is the, where are they at? It's their agitated state. We want to hear as much about this as possible. So always just ask, can you just expand on that for me a little bit, please? What do you mean by that? Okay, and, ha- and how does that affect things? How does that actually make you feel that you keep, you keep going with it. You're not twisting the knife. You're not prodding the pain points. You're asking them just to continue talking. Just explain that for me. Just expand on that for me a little bit, please. Um, how does that make you feel? Cause we, we need to, we need to know all this stuff. What, what have you tried previously? Go through that type of stuff. And again, explain that, expand on that. How does that affect things? Mm. Um, you know, so yeah, so you've asked them what they need help with. You've really squeezed all of that. You've asked them what they've tried before, yada yada yada, and then it gets to the point where okay, you've you've, you've discovered their exact desired state. I'm sorry, their, their exact sort of the diagnosis of of where they are, their current state, their agitated state. They've just said all that out loud. Maybe they don't. They took a, di- a big deep breath. The next phase is okay. Okay, well let's kind of let's flip it on its head then. Where exactly do you want to be? What is the big goal that you're trying to achieve so you're separating it now you've taken them from where they've been to where they want to go one thing actually if we take a step back that i forgot to mention is 
after we found their desired state, summarize it, go back and summarize it. They've said it out loud. Now we're going to repeat it back to them. So it could be quite vital for you to take notes, even if you're in a face-to-face consultation or over the phone, try and take notes if you can. Okay, so currently, right now, you struggle with this. It's affected you in this way. It makes you feel like this. You hate that it does that. Yada, yada, yada. You're just repeating back everything they've said. Mm. They've now heard it out loud. They've said it. Now they're hearing it. That is going to properly get their, their current state out in the open. And it becomes very, very real. Okay, perfect. Let's flip it around. Where do we want to be? What is the exact goal we're trying to achieve? Do the same process. Can you expand on that for me a little bit, please? Can you explain that for me? How does that, how would that make you feel? Yeah. How does that change things? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, you're just squeezing out the juice. You're just going through it all. You want to get them feeling really, really good about this positive environment of where they want to be, their desired state. And then finish off with summarizing it. Summarize it again. Right. Okay, perfect. So you told me that you want to achieve this because it will help you do this. It will make you feel this way, giving you this benefit, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. So you've summarized it. So now that we've got those kind of things out the way, there's like one question that you then just ask them to expand on and then you summarize. So you could say there's one or two questions there. The next part is going to be probably one of the most crucial parts because it's where they start to sell themselves onto your program or whatever it is that you do. So you've just summarized it. What, what exactly, what is it exactly that is stopping you from achieving all of that on your own right now? And then just go deadly silent. They're going to give you all the information that you need. They're going to tell you why. They can't do it on their own. If they turn around and say, oh, well, I can. I just, you know, need some help. Okay, well, why haven't you achieved that already then? If you can, why haven't you? That's mm. how you can always just respond to that one. Why haven't, Why can't you achieve this on your own right now? They're going to go through and give you everything you need to hear, everything because they've got no motivation, they've got no accountability, they've got no diet, they don't know what to do, they're struggling with this, 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 that, blah, blah, blah. Do not respond to any of the stuff that they're telling you. Don't coach it. Don't sympathize with it. Don't do anything. Just move on to the next part of it, which is um, where, where you'll sort of ask, why now then? Why is it important for you to do to change this right now? And they'll tell you because reasons why they need to do it now. They're telling you why they need to do it. Now. They're telling you they can't do it on their own. They're telling you that they need to do it now. And then you say, okay, well, is this a is this actually a priority for you? Then is this something that you're committed? to changing right now? Yes. Perfect. So at that point, you've got everything that you kind of need to go through. You, you should have had all of the information that you need. So we've got the, we've got the main body of the, the questions part of the sales flow. Yeah. It's then, it's then moving into um, the, the, the offer stage essentially. And that is usually the scariest part for most people is to actually ask for that sale. People don't know. How to tra- people find it very awkward to transition from the conversation to the offer hmm. because it can sound incredibly unnatural if you do not practice this part and have it set you know, set up in a, in, a, in a very, very good way. Because a lot of people get to that point and go, um, you know, is it, are you committed? Yeah. 
okay, so um, the program then, and it just sounds awkward. It doesn't sound like it it's fits. It doesn't fit the conversation. So there's ways to go through it. This is what this part is why it's very important to take notes because you can then claw back with the words that they that what they've used to put into this into this part of the conversation. So are you, you know, are you committed to doing this right now to change? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to talk you through it. Typically, we help women, if it's a woman, we help women who are trying to achieve, go back to what they want to achieve. And we do that through our name of your program, which is a six-week program where we take you through everything from your diet and your training um, to make sure that you are burning calories, dropping body fat, blah, blah, blah. Be very, have a very vague description of what your program is. You don't need to be feature heavy whatsoever. Barely mention any features. I mentioned that there's diet and that there's training. I don't need to tell them that they track calories and they have meal plans and they have recipe books. That's not, that's irrelevant. Mm. Um, so we do, we do that via nutrition, training, yada, yada, be quite vague. Uh, as, as you go through, be quite heavy on the benefits. So, which means it will help you do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, one, two, three, to put you in a position, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. Does that all make sense so far? Yes. Okay, perfect. So do you have any questions about the program itself? Is there anything you want me to run through in a little bit more detail? We've been vague. We've just been vague about the program. They're going to ask us the questions that they want to ask to get the answers that they want. If we had have just spent five minutes talking about the nutrition program, the training program, um, the, the way that we, we do periodization blocks and, and focus on strength and make sure we're in the rep ranges of 10 to 12 and, and, and then we track calories, blah, blah. They might not give a shit about any of that. That might not be what's important to them. What's important to them is the result. But if you mention a couple of things that, that, that they maybe, are, maybe believe that they don't need, all of a sudden this entire program isn't for them. Yeah. They've got one one little negative drawback. So be vague about the features, go heavy on the benefits, and then open the floor to them. Do you have any questions about anything to do with the program? Anything you want me to run through in a little bit more detail? Of course, you're gonna have questions. How long is it? Um, what you know, when you mentioned the diet before, um, what is it that I'll have to do? I've done, you know, I've done loads of diets in the past and I just can't do anything that's super, super strict. I know, don't worry about that. We, you know, that's it, that's a question that comes up quite a lot. What our members find is that when we start the nutrition aspect of this program, you will start to fully understand exactly what you can eat, understand that there aren't no bad foods, and that this will be the last diet that you'll ever do. So we're going we're gonna to work through your nutrition on a weekly basis so that you do lose weight every single week and that you can feel more confident about setting up your own meal structures, maybe counting calories. You know, We're going to set you up in the best way that suits you. Again, I've been vague but I've been more specific to what their question was. Because again, ultimately we're not hiding anything. It doesn't matter what the stuff is. The stuff isn't important. It's the result that's important to them. So we don't need to flood them with features. Mm. We just don't, it's pointless. So you'll have answered their question. They'll ask you more stuff, more stuff, more stuff, cool. As many questions as they need to ask, let them ask it because they're gonna ask all of the stuff that they want to know about. Maybe they're unsure on a set of things, so you just reassure them. Maybe they want to know more about this, tell them more about it. Always think about the benefits. The reason why we're getting them to ask questions is because we want them to, we want them to get to a point where they ask us, 
oh, how much is it? Once they've asked how much, you've got no awkwardness now of, of telling them the price or giving them your offer. They've yeah. done all the hard work for you. They've done it all. They've made your life a million times easy, easier. Um, and I'll go into if they don't ask the you know if they don't ask the price, what do we do? I'll go into that in a sec. But let's keep the the flow going. Um, so they've got to the point where they've gone. Oh, sorry, yes, you know how much is it? Okay, perfect. So what we do is, and the way that I like to do, it, I always like to have like some form of incentivized offer based on making a decision, uh, like there and then or today, whatever. Yeah. So it'd be a case of okay, perfect. So the way that this works is, I do believe that you are a good fit for the program. You know, you wouldn't have got this far in the conversation if I didn't think you were a good fit. Um, you know, so thanks very much for you know giving me all the answers and yada, yada, yada. The way that it works is we have like a normal everyday price for the program. But we like to give people an incentive to make a quick decision. Meaning if you decide now that you do want to go ahead with it, you're just going to get a bunch of money off. Make a little joke, oh, you know, that's a bonus, you know, win-win for everybody, you know, whatever. Just tell them that, you know, we have an incentive based on you making a decision today or now. Um, normally, so you can raise raise your voice a little bit here. Normally, cost of the program is 500 quid. The incentivized base price. So if you were to dive in with us and, and decide that you want to move ahead, it's 399. You just lower your tone a little bit when it comes to displaying the actual offer and you'll see the difference with what I've said there. The normal price is five hundred pounds. The incentivized base price is three nine nine. It just sounds a lot nicer. Those numbers sound a lot like a lot nicer in someone's head. So if it's thousands, you know, it's two thousand five hundred. But today, it's eighteen hundred. It just sounds like it's less, and it's 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 just. It just works better. It sounds a lot better in people's minds. Like think of it for yourself. You know, there's a reason why. You know, when you go to when you see adverts for curries and it's like, you know, fifty percent off all tellies, you can get this sixty inch for just nine nine nine. Sounds better than a thousand pounds, doesn't it? It's only a quid less, but it sounds better. You're more intrigued by that offer, um, so that's what that's why we use that. And just go completely silent. Once you've given them the price, just go completely silent. It's on them to do the next phase it's on them to do the, the legwork for you next as well. Um, so that's a really simple way of doing it. You get into the point where they ask you um, how much it is. And I mentioned, if you feel as though they are not getting to the point of asking you how much it is, and you're feeling like it's going to start getting a little bit awkward. Again, do you have any, anything you want to go through? Any more questions about the program at all? Or are you happy with everything you've heard so far? Yeah, I'm happy. All good. Right. Okay. Well, normally people will ask how we get you, you know, ask about next steps. So um, the way that it works is um, we get you set up with your name and email address. We'll create you a profile. Uh, we'll take uh, payment from you, which is via card details, long card and expiry three on the back. Once that's all set up, you'll get a few things automated through, fill out a few forms and you're all ready to go. So you're happy to move ahead. And they'll go, oh yeah, sorry, how much is it? Oh, sorry, silly me. So the way that it works and you just dive into your offer again, you yeah. just force them to ask you the question because you've assumed that they're signing up there and then, but they haven't asked you the, the price. So they'll ask it anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just little ways that, that we've worked on uh, getting people to actually ask the price. Um, and it works, it works quite well to be fair. Yeah. And then you mentioned something because we're almost getting an hour now when you yeah, yeah. the price, you don't say anything. No, 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 no. It's one of the, it's one of the hardest things. Just say the price 
and just keep your, just keep your mouth shut. Don't say a word. They've got a bunch of things spiraling around their mind at this point. We don't want to add to that. This is a very critical part of the whole conversation. We don't want to add to their thoughts. Hmm. We're trying to peel away. We're trying to peel away options. It can be the longest silent period of your whole entire life. Yeah, yeah. you might be silent for 10 seconds, but it'll feel like an hour. Um, and you'll always get it like where you'll be silent and you'll be sat there, you know, eyes closed, like, you know, do, doing whatever, you know, if you're on a call. And they'll go, oh, hello, are you, uh, you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting for your decision. Easiest thing in the world to do. And if it's, if it's a face-to-face consultation, you've just spent the last hour, you know, giving them eye contact and talking to them. You can literally do it as simple as, you know, normally everybody prices this, uh, but today it's three nine nine. Like it, it they, they, they're gonna have to say something because nobody yeah. likes awkward silences. They might look away. They might do, you know, oh, um, um, ooh, just keep looking at them. You, you're not, you're not being awkward and being horrible and putting them off. It's their time. It's their turn to speak. It's how a conversation works. I talk, you talk, you talk, I talk. That's how it works. All it is is they weren't expecting you at that moment in time to stop talking. Yeah. And now it's on them. It's so key not to say anything. You say something, yeah. and this is what you're probably going to now. You change their mind more or less. Easily, easily change their mind because you're giving them the ability to stop thinking. What they want to do in that moment in time is they want to stop thinking what they're thinking. So if you stay silent, they have to think it and they have to make a decision based on what they're thinking. Hmm. But if you go, you know, it's normally 399. And, and, and you know, we, we can get you all set up and um, yeah, yeah, you, you'll end up saying things that will either put them off about it, they didn't want to hear, they don't care about, or it's it's planted that that tiny little seed that they needed to go, oh, I, I'll, I'll go away and think about it. Just shut your mouth. Don't add, don't add things to their thought process. Say what you need to say and shut up. Yeah, it's key because like you've mentioned this in the last one and we talk about it all the time. Once you've said the price and you start talking again, it's like you're trying to justify that yeah. this is a good price. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's like when you do like when you go and buy a car, it gives you the price and he, he stays quiet. And you have to sit there and stress over whether you want to pay that or not. <laughs> doesn't doesn't really add to it. Just goes, let me know what you think. And then you'll go back on his computer or check his phone or whatever, like, you know, so it's on, it's on user the side next and they just go completely silent. Um, if you are buying a car though, top tip when he does that, get up, start walking out the door and watch him chase you and give you a little. <laughs> <laughs> I had it with them. I sold my, I sold my car to we buy any car.com. Um, and I said to my girlfriend, I was like, listen, when he gives us the value, don't, don't fucking speak. Cause I'm not going to speak <laughs> either. Um, and he gave us it. And we were all three of us were just sat in a room, like, just staring at the different walls, and in the end, he was like, "So, you know, do you want do you want the the, the offer?" And I was like, "Nah, yeah, nah, you're gonna have to beat that. I'm, I'm not selling it for that much." And then he went away on his phone, his laptop, and he did more stuff. So he, I won because he spoke first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's a tough <laughs> one, but once you get into it, you'll you'll enjoy the silences. You'll you'll get a thrill out of the silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and we've almost hit an hour mark now, and we try and keep these below an hour. That's There's fine, so fine. much stuff here that people are probably going to be pressing stop, rewind, stop, rewind, <laughs> stop, rewind. So that you've literally told them how to do it all. There's no reason people can just listen to this or watch this and follow 100%. it step by step. 
But if they've still got questions or they want to know more about your sprint or about what was the other program you had? Um, to, well, to be honest, the agency. So I've got a Fibro Sales, which is the agency. Um, more likely than not, they will want to know about the sprint because the yeah. agency isn't isn't really a good fit for everybody. It's quite like um, it's quite like a it's not really niched, but not many people have the systems and processes in place that required for it. So um, yeah, if they want any information about anything, to be honest, add me on Facebook. Um, if they go onto my bio, I've got a link to my email list on there anyway, which I'll which I talk through a bunch of stuff on there, or I will be when I start emailing. Um, other than that, it would be Instagram, which yeah. is Stu underscore Fit Pro Sales. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm active Facebook, Instagram, and then my email list. Perfect. So, guys, anybody watching, listening that wants to know more, go and find Stuart on Facebook. I'll probably tag him in this anyway. Yeah, that's Sam. Okay, let's just see. So that was the interview. What did you think about it? Okay, it was really interesting how we went through one stage to another to another and all the stages have very similar patterns, okay, about the way we talk to people and how we guide the whole flow, whether it's the lead coming in, speaking to them on the phone and actually making that sale. Some of the stuff, some of the real key points he was talking about, about having those quiet periods where we let them talk, let them unload what they want to talk about onto you is really going to help you make that sale. And obviously to feel confident when you're talking to them on the phone or in that consultation, you don't want to go all quiet as that whispering when it comes to the price. Because if you do that, they're going to feel like you're not confident in what it is you have to offer or to sell. Anyway, like I said, right at the start, if you're new to the channel, you can always subscribe by clicking that big red button below. That way then you make sure you never miss another episode and I'll see you all tomorrow. Cheers.